All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book? Honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? Exactly. So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have a very fun conversation with Pastor Greg Ford of One Church. However, we talk about some non-church stories, including that time he did a photo shoot at JCPenney Studios. Oh my gosh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen on social media. Hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. I am very excited about this next guest. So I feel like he and I kind of belong to the same PK fraternity Mm. because we both grew up as pastor's kids, Mm -hmm. right? So listeners, our next guest is a husband, father, former PK, a huge Ohio State fan, the lead pastor of one church in Gahanna, Ohio, and like myself, publicly admits he married a woman way, way out of his league. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, way. please welcome to tell us a good story, Pastor Greg Ford. <laughs> welcome, Thank sir. you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, it's an honor to be here. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a while since we've all got to hang out, you know, see each other. So this is a, a great excuse to do that. Thanks for letting me hang out. I am thrilled that you said yes. I'm thrilled he remembers me. I am. Let's yes. be honest. I'm thrilled he remembers me as well. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that is that is very. So let's true. say how we met. Yes. So we met Pastor Greg when he was working at Urban Active about ten yep. years ago, which now is LA Fitness, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Greg was the gentleman at the front desk, always happy, always remembered your name. Yes. And yes, I remember him telling me that he was starting a church. Okay. Yep. And me being a former PK, I immediately was like. Man, I hope this guy knows what he's in for. <laughs> like that is a lot of work. That is a lot of work versus being voted in as a pastor somewhere, right? He was telling me he was starting a church and I'm like, "Man, I'm praying for you, brother, cuz that is that is like starting a business without yeah. I mean the the, the financial backing, mm-hmm. right? So right. um so I remember him and then I saw Pastor Greg actually a year ago at an Ohio State basketball game. And I told my buddy Paul, I was like, listen, I'm going to say hi to Pastor Greg Ford. I'm sure he doesn't remember me, but I'm going to introduce myself and just say hello. And I went up to Pastor Greg. He remembered my name. He acted like, yeah, of course I remember you, Kevin, from 10 years ago. And then asked me about myself. And Pastor, I was blown away you remembered our names. 
quite honestly. For sure. That was impressive. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. Because right now, your church has how many people? Uh, about 3,000. Which is phenomenal. That's phenomenal yeah. all by itself. But how do you remember people's names? Are you good with names all around? So so here's, here's what I did. When I, when I got to Columbus, you know, I, I just felt like my wife and I felt really aligned that this is where God was calling us to be. And, and so before we came and started preaching, you know, the word of God and, and holding services, we wanted to become integrated in the community. I wanted to meet people and I needed a job. I needed to pay my, my rent and, and pay for my food for my family and everything. So I went to the front desk and I wanted to find a place where I was, I was going to be able to meet people and just be able to have an opportunity to talk to them. So I wanted that job. I went in, I actually, I put my resume in at Urban Active at the time and I couldn't get a call back um, <laughs> to hire me. Like I was like, man, I'm thinking, you know, the front desk, I wanted the low, I wanted literally the lowest job on the totem pole and I couldn't get a call back. So I went in and pretended to want a membership okay. so I could meet with, you know, a leader. So I go in and I'm like, yeah, I want a membership. Well, I get like halfway through the tour and I just come clean. I was like, it was like Steve Grill, who's still the manager there. I said, Steve, I'm going to be straight up. My name's Greg. I'm here to plant a church in Columbus and I need a job. I said, if you, if you hire me, I'll, I'll be the best employee you've ever had. I said, I'll, I'll treat everyone with honor and respect. I'll learn as many names as I can. Um, I'll build relationships. You'll never have to clean up a mess of mine. I'm, I'm, you know, relationally, I'll do it right. And he's like, what do you want to do? I said, I wanted to work the front desk because I want everyone that walks in the gym to have to walk past me. And he's like, you know, it's minimum wage, right? I said, great. That's fine. I'll take it. And, and he said, you're hired. He, he's like, he hired me right there. He said, we've never had anyone that passionate about the front desk. Right. I believe it. <laughs> so, I believe it. So anyway, he hires me in. And, and basically what I did, because I, real, I realized everything that you just said about one of the ways we honor people is by learning their name. Right. If you if you're just like, oh, what's her name? What's his name over there? What do, what, what's his name? Even without intending to be, that's kind of dishonoring. And I think one of the ways you show value to a person is by taking time to learn their name. I think that's a big deal. And, then my, you know, my dad taught me that. Actually, my my boss, my the church I worked before I came here taught me that. So what I would do is when you would come in. All right. Kevin Mason comes in. I scan your card and there your picture comes up. Right. And your name. And so then I would do drills. I would just go, I would t X you out, type you in Kevin Mason, Kevin Mason, Kevin Mason, Kevin Mason. Until I got it. Okay. You know, Stephanie Mason. Once I found out you guys were married, then it just helped me remember last name. Okay. And then, and then I would just get it and I would drill it. I might type you in and X you out 20 times, but I'm going to do it until I get your name because I want to honor you. I, I want to start our relationship off on a good foot. And then the other thing too, I would say this with people's names is not being a, afraid to go, you know what? Remind me your name. What is it again? You know, ask them again because everyone gives grace there. Right. You don't expect everyone to always get it. And I was just, you know, there are times like now in the church, I don't know everyone's name. I haven't even met everyone, but there's sometimes I'll see people. I'm like, oh, I met her before. What's, I'll go up and I'll just say, hey, remind me what your name is again. And they'll give it to me again. And then usually the second or third time I'll get it. But it's, I'd rather do that than go, hey, dude. Hey, right, hey, right. hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, guy. <laughs> right. You know, I just remind me your name. Yep. They'll give you grace and then and then, then you remember it. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what's even more impressive about what he said. He worked the early morning shift. Yes, he did. So you were in at what time? 5 a.m., 
four four thirty. Even worse. Four thirty, and then then open at open the door at. Uh, I would open at four fifty five every day. Look, if they if they're getting up and showing up, I can open it five minutes early, and and then I knew all those people. I mean, literally none of them scanned. I type them all in every day. So. Yeah. Good for you for being worthy in the little things. Mm, right? That's good. On just that. So when Steph and I were making a list, Pastor Greg, when we started this podcast of people we would love to talk to, you and Millie won our short list. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was because you're a fun guy. We knew you previously. You've got a great personality. And here's an example, Steph. And I didn't, I didn't tell you this ahead of time, but I want Pastor Greg to explain this quote. Okay. So I heard a quote from Pastor Greg that I think is hilarious. And I think there's actually a lot of truth to this. Pastor Greg's quote that I heard him say one time was that pastor's sons grew up to be one of two things. (laughs) They either become pastors themselves or drug dealers. <laughs> so, from Bad being but true. a pastor's son, I thought that was hysterically funny. And it's more of, I guess, maybe an inside joke. But Pastor Rick, can you tell Steph what exactly you kind of mean by that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think like, you know, growing up in church, right, you're there all the time and you see the underbelly, you know, you see behind the scenes, you see how the, um, you know, how, how things are made, right? Like yes. you, you see all of that stuff. And I think when it's a positive environment, like, you know, um, you know, you, you're around people that are really authentic and, and um, genuine and people of character, it makes a lasting imprint on you. And I think there's something in you that goes, man, I, like if I buy into this mission and um, the character of the people around me made a favorable impression on me, it, it feels safe. It feels good. It feels like something you want to be a part of. And, and, and by the way, I'm, I'm saying that I said that in jest yes, and it is sarcastic. So I know you're, yes. you're neither, right? <laughs> you're neither, <laughs> you're not a pastor or a drug dealer, yes. but all that to say, like, I think, I think you either have a really healthy response to it or on the other side, man, if you see a lot of hypocrisy, which you are going to see inevitably, that's going to happen, whether it's from your family or, or somebody else's, but it can put such a nasty taste in your mouth that people, you know, sometimes PKs rebel hard mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to live a vision of what not to be. I'm, I'm going to not be that. And so they just go become the opposite of it. So that's kind of the origin of the, uh, of that, <laughs> that joke. I love it. You do see sometimes PKs, man, they'll, they're going to change the world in one way or the other. Right? <laughs> we're either going <laughs> to, we're going to make a revolution, you know, or an international terrorist, you know, which one are we going to do? Either way, we're changing the world. So, okay. So I have to ask, cause Kevin is a PK. And okay. he, to this day, will talk about church camps. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pastor Greg. Yeah. How, okay. Heck yeah. Here's the thing, Pastor Greg. <laughs> Kevin, in his church camps, he was awarded king of camp. Were you king oh, yeah. of camp? Yeah. Well, I believe it. But here's the deal. Camper of the week. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's a great honor. Congratulations. But when you're married 20 years later, that king crown <laughs> should not still be in my basement. <laughs> Kevin, don't let her take your time, hey, man. You earned that. I no, know. he did not. It, it, it got was pitched. long and gone. It got pitched when we moved out of our first oh, house. No. I know. Pastor Greg. I know. It, it was like cardboard. That? It was so bad. Pastor Greg, that and my Rocky posters that I had on my walls when I was that single. That framed? That, yeah, that I framed oh, the, with the Russian goodness. Rocky Four, Rocky and the Russian. The, oh, those all my. got pitched. 
They were not going what? in my living room, Pastor Greg. He wanted them in the living room. <laughs> Those are priceless items. I know. Priceless. I'm going to go to the dollar store and get it again. <laughs> but we're not moving it. We're not moving it. But, Pastor Greg, uh, any good church camp stories when you were young? Oh, man. Wow. Were you church well, king or camp king? <laughs> you know, we, we, I was camper of the week. Yeah, yeah boy. Week, I was camper of the week. Yes. So, so uh, yeah. No, I mean, church camp is the best. I mean, it, it was, especially like, I can, I seriously can imagine Kevin as church king. I'm not even kidding because, because church camp is this, right? It's, it's a big, at least ours was a big competition. Yeah, popularity you're trying competition. Trying to win the week. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to win the week, it right? Is. So Kevin's a competitor, right? When I met him, he, he was rolling in with his racquetball, <laughs> you know, going to town, dude. Like if we're in it, whatever it is, if we're in the mud pit doing the tug of war or we're, you know doing a, some kind of scavenger hunt or relay race. Um, so camp, camp is the stuff. And then, you know, you're in the, at night, you're in worship services and, you know, it's a cool, cool experience, but man, I've got, I've got a lot of church camp stories. Irony. So this is true. Yes. After I was a camper and I went to college, I went back to serve at the camp. Cause I was like, man, these people came and took a week out of their life to pour into me. And it was some of my most fun experiences and, and uh, so I'm like, I'm going to go back and kind of pay, pay it back, you know? So it's my last year. And they would put me at the front of the, like the entrance of the campus. People come in to kind of get students all pumped and hyped up and everything. And believe it. So I'm up there, man. And, and I'm up there, you know, rah, rah, uh, getting everybody excited as, and they're the, these 15 passenger church vans are going in and out, <laughs> right. In and out. So I've got my friend, one of my friends, uh, who is leaving and he hollers at me. He's like, Greg, so just to wave. And instead of just waving at him, I decided to run over and give him, you know, give him some love or whatever. Cause I hadn't seen him in a year or whatever. I run over to this van. I look past him and I see my future wife. That was where I met her. Really? Entrance of the camp. She was, she, she was doing a, she was leading a college ministry at their church. And she just happened to that day. She's like, you know what? I'll go with you to drop the kids off at camp. And so she's getting ready to leave. And I look past him and she's, I'm like, who the heck right. is that? In my mind, I'm thinking, cause I know it's not his wife. Cause he, he, he was married to somebody else. I'm like, who in the world is that? So I'm like staring at him. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> and all of a sudden I realized like I'm staring, you know? So I, I tried to be cool and, Hey, you know, I'm Greg and whatever. And are you, are you going to stay this week? You know, she's like, no, no, no. And so I just had a little interaction and I thought, you want me to pray for you? Uh, anything? <laughs> yeah. Anything. Is there anything I can do? Anything at all. You know, I mean, we can pray. You know, I mean, anything, you know? So anyway, he comes back at the end of the week and I'm thinking, I'm going to ask about her. So I'm like, who was that? You know, he's like, oh, no joke. He goes, you have no chance. He said, you have no chance. He's like, she is she's on another level. She would never, um, you know, he's like, I think she's into this other guy, blah, blah. So I, and he just tells me it's not going to happen. Straight so, up. so I'm thinking, okay, I guess it's not going to happen. You know, and she did appear to be out of my league. My honest thought when I saw her was who is this? Like, who do these people marry? Like who, who do, like there are these women in the world that are just unbelievable and, and they marry somebody. Like, what do you have to do? What do you have to be? I literally thought that. I promise. I'm not sucking up. Yep. I, I honestly thought that. So he comes back at the you know, end of the week, and I'm like, who was that? He goes, no chance. Well, he tells her, hey, you don't remember that guy? 
you know, he, he was asking about you. So he basically uh, gave me her number and we connected and got married. So church camp has been good. To yes. Me. Wow. Church camp has been good. Yeah. That is a, yeah. a much better story than I ever have <laughs> at church camp stuff. So church camp was actually where I first learned about social distancing, right? Because <laughs> yeah, with girls, go. it was it, back then it was yeah. six inches, like yeah. stay six inches away from girls not six feet, but six inches, like no holding hands, no, like nothing. Was your church camp strict? Like he grew up in a very strict household. Was oh, yours yeah. like that too? Yeah, it was strict. I mean, which I think, you know, I mean, when you have teenagers right. who are just raging with hormones yep. and they're all staying on site for five days, I mean, you gotta, you gotta draw some lines, some boundaries. You're surrounded with woods, <laughs> you know, there, there's just a lot of things <laughs> that can true. go. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was the same thing. It was like, yeah, it was pretty strict, right. you know, right. pretty strict. Okay, so I have a story, Pastor Greg, I want you to share, okay? Now, okay. Let, me, let me set up the context here for listeners. You and I have actually a couple mutual friends, but one in particular, I used to work at Express, and the very first person I hired at Express to work for me was, is one of your best friends, Joe Kirk, okay? Oh, yeah. And a, co- a couple years ago... He showed me some pictures that hands down is one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Steph didn't think they were as funny as me. Okay. But I think they're hysterically funny. So the pictures he showed me, Pastor Greg, were of you, Joe, and another buddy of yours who <laughs> went to JC Penny Studios. And did a full <laughs> photo shoot acting as if you were awkward family photos or stepbrothers. And you did pictures with all of the props at JCPenney Studios and somehow did this with a straight face. Then oh. you posted those pictures onto social media. And I, again, could not stop laughing. There's probably 10 picture stuff that he posted on his Instagram page. And for probably 30 minutes, I am laughing hysterically <laughs> at all the props and stuff that they're doing at JCPenney uh, Studios. So, how, Pastor Greg, can you please tell that story, how that came about? Yes. And I think you even brought on like wardrobe changes as well for that photo shoot. Yeah. So, all right. So, the everybody has that one friend <laughs> that is just insane, right? Just not quite right. Okay. So, Joe... And I have a friend named John, who actually I met at the front desk. Really? I, I, ironically enough, right? Like one of the blessings and benefits of not just ignoring people at the front desk and building relationships is some of my best friends have come from that. So Joe is Joe's as close a friend as I have in the world. And then John is this guy that um, he actually helped us jump in, met him right at the front desk, helped us start the church. But John is just off the charts charisma, like super funny. He just thinks like nobody I've ever seen. Uh, he's just crazy. So anyway, he, but he moved to Austin, Texas. So he comes back every so often. He was actually here this last weekend, but he comes back to town every so often. Whenever he does, it's a big deal. Okay. So he rolls into town and he's like, Hey, I've got an idea. <laughs> I'm like, I'm it's ready. Not dude. A good I'm like, idea. What, what is it? What is it? You know? And he, he went to like, yes, JC Penny, photo studio and he's like he he bought he purchased the deluxe (laughs) family photo package he pre he purchased it in faith that we were all going to participate in this idea 
So he's like, I bought the, I bought the deluxe Supreme package. Um, I've gone to the thrift store and purchased clothing. You know, we've got an hour to just shoot, you know, pictures. Are you in? I'm like, you better believe I'm in, dude. I'm like a hundred percent. So Joe and I and John roll in this thing. And I got to tell you, these guys were not ready. I mean, they, they, they like the photographers and the people that work there, they, yep. you know, they, they're serious. Like, right. They're expecting a family to show up and, you know, we're going to, and these three grown men, you know, showing up like with all these, you know, we, and we used every prop they had in the whole thing. And it was so much fun, honestly. Like, actually, I need to go back and look at the pictures because it's a miracle we had straight faces. I don't know how you did it. For the pictures. Like, oh, dude, it was, I mean, we laughed. If, if you're honestly, if you need a good laugh. Seriously. Get a couple of friends, buy the deluxe package, go to Sears, go to JCPenney, <laughs> go to Olin Mills. Yes. And do it up right, dude. Do the glamour shots. Blow it up, dude. It was great. It was so much fun. Because, Pastor Craig, the, the one picture that stood out to me the most that I could not stop laughing, you and my buddy Joe took those child uh, riddle football helmets, okay? And you yes. shoved an Ohio State helmet onto your oh. head. Wedged. Yes. I mean, it was like. I'm like, how did he get his head inside of that kid's <laughs> football helmet? And then Joe had the uh, Bengals helmet on. You grabbed some football there that they use for kids portraits, right? And you're acting like the center. And I think Joe is acting like the quarterback in this awkward family photo. And yes. did you guys end up getting kicked out of the place? Or did oh, you do no, the full man, hour? We got our hours worth. We got our full hours worth. Yeah. We, we were like, you know what? We paid for this hour. We're going to do it. So it was, and we were just coming up with poses on the fly and, it was it was way more fun than it should have been. Oh my you know, gosh. It, it it was a blast. It was a blast. I, I want to ask. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. So the photographer, <laughs> were, by the end, were they into it too, or they were just like, "Oh my gosh, just get this over with, so we can move they've on." Seen, I, they've I've seen, seen a lot of stuff. Yes. I'm sure over their career as yeah. Tracy Penny. I think the photographer was ready to get on to their next client <laughs> by the time we were done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so Pastor Greg, two years ago, I think this happened two years ago. Because that week that I saw those photos, I had a OSU road trip with some buddies of mine. Okay. So we do an annual road trip. We went to Penn State for the game and we stayed in, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Altoona. Altoona is where we stayed. Okay. We went out to Darren that night. On the trip, I had showed them these pictures while we were driving to Altoona. And again, my three buddies are dying laughing. Okay. On the way to dinner, we see a JCPenney's. And I'm like, fellas, <laughs> yes. I'm like, do you want to make this trip epic right now? And my one buddy who is like you just said, he's down for anything. He's like, let's do it. And then the other two, including the guy who was driving was like, nope, not happening. We are absolutely not doing this. I cannot, I cannot do this. So you can't just go with one other friend. It exactly. Has to be at least two other. Yeah, exactly. It's be, you got, yes. Yeah. So yeah, we couldn't do it with just the two of us. Oh, that'd been but awesome. But it was Steph. It was Todd and I. <laughs> of course, it was Todd. Yep. And the other yeah. two were like, "Nope, can't do it." Yep. Can't That's do it. Awesome. Hey, well, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. If your friend's in town, you can't ever find a third. Holler at me. Oh. I'll, I'll jump in. Hey, I'm in. I'm in. If if you need a if you need a third to to complete, just oh my, I'm, I'm you here. three you, together you would be dangerous. Get that is funny. So he doesn't regret the decision. Apparently, apparently not. Not at all. Well, not at all. In fact, we're we're due. 
We're due for some fresh, some fresh pick. Well, then, okay. So keep going with that because, again, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. When you posted that to social media as a pastor <laughs> with thousands of followers on Instagram, what was the reaction from people in Mixed. your congregation? It was, it was mixed reviews. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, no one was like appalled, but there was some confusion. <laughs> what I kept posting was like quotes about brotherhood and, you know, things in there. And people, some people were like, are these, like, they thought they were my biological brothers. You know, they're uh, like, are yes. these? like, oh, we didn't know you had yes. two brothers, you know? And so, I mean, and we were doing it because we were serious and I was posting kind of serious, you know, um, quotes and things like that. People, I think some were, some got it right away that we were just playing around, goofing around. Yeah. And then others were going, Man, are these guys for real? You know, so it was. <laughs> it's well, so I funny. love that. I need to go look at that again because, yeah, that's right. I do remember the captions. The captions were just yeah. as funny as the pictures, the pictures themselves. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Steph, who are some of our favorite people in the world? Without a doubt, the Fry family. Absolutely. And that family has owned and operated a local gym since 1997. Flex Fit Community Gym offers a wide variety of fitness programs that are motivating and in a family-friendly environment. They provide personal training, group training, and monthly memberships starting at just $19.99. Their family gym is right off Worthington Road and 161 near New Albany. If you would like to book a free appointment or just let them know how they can better serve you, go to their Facebook page at Flex Fit Community Gym. That's Flex Fit Community Gym. They are a proud sponsor of Tell Us a Good Story. Okay. I am a huge sports fanatic. Yes. And when Kevin told me you played about Union, I do not know how that did not get brought up in conversation at the gym. But let's talk Mount Union football, which is phenomenal Go. football. Right? Yep. So how yep. many national championships were you a part of at Mount Union? All right. So here's this is here's my sad story. Oh, okay. No. okay. So Mount Union, when I went there, so I, I went there in ninety nine, okay. ninety nine, two thousand. So they won three national championships leading up to when I got there. So they were back to back to back. And so they had actually, when I was there, broke the record for consecutive wins for a college football program. So the previous record was forty seven by I think it was Alabama or somebody. Anyway. So like uh oh, who was it? Hannah Storm was on our sideline when we broke the record, wow. 48 wins. Wow. So we, we went to 48, went all the way to 54 wins, and we lost in triple overtime in the national semifinals to a school called Rowan. Oh, yeah. So we lost, we lost that year. So then it was that year, so I played one season at Mount, and then I felt God calling me into the ministry that summer. So I transferred to a school in Texas and played three years there. So I played four years total, one year at Mount, three years at – uh, a school called Southwestern University, just south of Dallas. So then <clears throat> I leave and I watch all my friends uh -oh. win three more. Oh, no. So they won six in seven years. <laughs> and the one year that we lost in the national semifinals was the year I was there. So my joke is that they once they got Jonah off the boat, <laughs> right back into the, <laughs> right back into the national championship swing. So I got to cheer my friends on while they won three out of four. And uh, anyway, that that's my story. Oh my gosh, that's a yeah. bummer. That you is know what? A it's, it's an it's an unbelievable program, though. Honestly, it was. I, I probably grew more in that one year 
and I barely played. I, you know, I didn't get a lot of playing time. I mean, you come in there, freshmen don't play a lot at Mount, you know, because they just have an amazing program. But I learned so much about culture, uh, about work ethic, about teamwork, like so much that honestly shaped church planting. Right. It shaped everything I did, you know, just the, the, the willingness to work, the idea of, um, you know, really setting your goal and having your eyes on like what's really important. We're, we're here to win. We're here to get better. And all of that shaped me tremendously. So I have no regrets. You know, it was interesting. One of the big things I learned there is, you know, you, you go to a place like that, you've got all these people who are really good at what they do. But the, the biggest cultural piece there was, uh, like, I went there and, you know, technically I, I was disposable. I mean, we had a hundred freshmen and, right. you know, there were a lot, plenty of people that were as good or better than I was, but I was treated with tremendous value. Like they, there was no hazing. There was no whatever. I mean, you had to earn your way up, but if you go in and work hard and whatever, I mean, you would get treated with honor and respect and, and, um, it was just a really healthy program. That's awesome. really healthy. Well, we want to be very respectful of your time here. So let's do one more question for <sighs> pastor Greg. Would you like to have the final question? Seth? No, you can. Okay. Well, let's ask about Matt Union. Okay. So let's Even ask him about I want being a lot more. Let's ask him about being a pastor. Okay. okay. So outside of trying to remember people's names, right? I would imagine the hardest thing is trying to come up with a new topic, a oh, new sermon, a new yes. series every single week yes. at church, right? Yes. That just seems exhausting yes. to me. How do you do that, Pastor Greg? <laughs> well, you're right. It can be for sure. I mean, you know, the fact that 52 weeks a year, it's not like it ever is going to go away. Right. Um, you know, it's going to be there. You know, it's interesting. This, so I don't know if you recognize the name Greg Schiano. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You heard that? Oh, yeah. So Greg Schiano coached it. He was the coordinator at Ohio State for, I think, a couple of years. Right. And then he had a year off where he didn't coach. And then now he's at Rutgers. And um, that year off, he was going to our church. And so I found out, you know, somebody's like, Greg Schiano, you know, he coached Tampa Bay right, Buccaneers. And, yeah, exactly. So he he was like, they were like, yeah, he's going to our church. And um, I was like, what? So I actually connected with him and, and so uh, he said, he said, hey, man, I'm taking a year off. I'm going to be watching my, my his kids. Um, his daughter goes to Columbus Academy, and then his boys were playing college football. So he's like, I'm going to take a year and just invest in my family. But he said, uh, during the week, I'm free. So what, you know, what do you want me to do? I, I'm here to serve. So I was like, all right. I said, hey, would you coach me? Would you, would you come in and coach me? And he's like, yep. So he came in. We onboarded him like a staff member. Really? And then he started coming to our meetings. Yeah, he started coming to our meetings and he would do leadership development with our staff. And then he would pull me aside. I made time where we would, he would coach me specifically on how I could lead better and things like that. But we were meeting and he said to me, Greg, my concern is for you is that our jobs are kind of similar in that we, we have, you know, Sunday's coming, Sunday's coming and it's high pressure packed. It's, you know, it's on display. It's like, we've got to be, go, it's got to be ready to go. It can't be half hearted. It's got to be all in and, 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 and pulled together and everything. He goes, he goes, but man, NFL, you have 16 of those college. You have 12, maybe 13 of them. He goes, you have 52 of them. He's like, how are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? And, it, and until he said that, I never really quite thought of it like that. I was like, dang, I guess he's right. Because we, he goes in the off season, he goes, my pressure is different. He goes, I'm not, it's not like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday's coming. And so I really kind of stepped away even from that conversation. I was like, you know, I have to do some things to 
kind of figure out how am I going to be able to be fresh and effective over the long haul right. because I can't do every week. Right. But I do like this year I preached every week except two. And, and that was basically, I thought I needed to based on COVID and the shutdown and everything. I, I felt like our church needed to hear my voice. I felt, I felt like, you know, church is kind of like a family. And I think the stability of like, who's leading and are they, are they, walking by faith or are they freaking out or whatever? I kind of felt like the church needed that stabilizing force. But when it comes to like content creation, I think each person is unique in that some people are internal processors. Some people are external processors. And the biggest thing that helped me to get ahead in content creation and be more efficient, being able to pull it together quicker is understanding that I am an external processor. So for years, I would try to I'd come up with a message sitting at my computer, staring at it going, and I would have writer's block and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> right. I'm going to think of a story like, okay, you know, and I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, uh, so I just felt like I had, a, it was really inefficient. And I kind of stumbled on it where like, I would meet somebody on a Saturday. We would go to like, I'd meet, meet up with them at Starbucks and they'd be like, Hey, what are you preaching on tomorrow? I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to be talking about forgiveness. And, and then I would start going through my message. And as I was talking to them, I come up with two or three things because I'm externally processing it that I hadn't thought of that were better than the stuff I had come up with. And then they would throw something in and they'd go, Oh yeah, I just read an article on forgiveness and da, 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 and here's my story. And I'd be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, and it would end up getting way better. So I'm like, man, this is a way better way to do it. So now what I'll do is I'll outline a, a, a collection of messages. Of course we call a series of messages. And I'll get a group together and we'll kind of, we'll externally process. So I'll get someone who's strong on theology, someone who's strong on, um, you know, really understands the Bible, like, you know, really understands exposition. Uh, my wife is amazing uh, collaborator with it. And, and I'll just start going, hey, you know what? Like, so for example, in two weeks, we're starting a series called Peace Be Still. We're going to talk about peace. We're in a time in the world that's not peaceful. Right. Mm -hmm how do I find peace? Right. Cause you could be laying on a beach and have a panic attack, perfect weather waves crashing in and, and I'm freaking out. Or you could be like Jesus in a boat with a storm going on and you're asleep. How do I find peace? So I kind of will start with a premise. People will bring scripture. They'll bring perspective. They'll bring story. They'll bring an article and, and then we'll collaborate. And then it starts to crystallize faster. So it's just a more efficient way of pulling it together versus me staring at my screen going, what am I going to talk about this right. week? That is and, so and then good. you end up. Yeah. So you just got to know yourself. Some people are internal. They, they, they need to get, get the stuff and then go, okay, now I'm going to go get with it and I'm going to just think on it. And then it starts to come together. So you just got to kind of find your process. Right. No, that's good. Plus getting key input from other people yeah. that keeps building the story. Mm -hmm. Getting out, of, getting out ahead, right? Like in your, in your world retail, right? You're not, Hey, what shirt are we going to sell this week? Uh, yeah. You know, you're, you're getting ahead on trends. You're getting way ahead. What, what, what are we going to do? And, and the further ahead we get, we can be collaborative. We can be creative because we, because it create creativity is not this linear process. It doesn't come together that way. Sometimes you get down the road on something, you scrap it and we're going to start over, but you have to have time to do that. So, and then that even calms your stress and anxiety is like, I already know what I'm talking about in three weeks. Right. I'm clear on it. Um, you're prepared so yeah. anyway that's, no, that's so good, good. That's, that's good so good well pastor greg we want to let you know first off we we are so proud of you right mm -hmm. you are almost Thank 10 you. years into this 
coming up, I think next year. And I know you and your wife worked, I think five jobs between the two of you when you started one church and just as, just to watch from afar, right? Mm-hmm. Via social media, your website, we know people who now attend your church mm-hmm. and just very proud of you, proud of the church and the impact you're having in our community in Gahanna. So mm-hmm. thanks, guys. we are so proud and thank you for saying yes to us. We Absolutely. appreciate that. Thank you. So let's listen- do it again. Let's do it again sometime. I would Hope love that. To. Well, listeners, for more information about Pastor Greg and his church, you can go to one.church their website, one.church, or you can go to his Instagram at Gregory A. Ford. Which I think you should so you can see pictures. Absolutely. Of pull those out. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Thanks, Pastor. You got it. Thanks, guys. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review this episode. Also, for those who have asked us how to financially support, you can go to kevinandsteph.com and order one of our books of You Met Her Where. Thank you so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.